Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouch, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouch. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, attentive heart, active faith. Today I'm blessed to be alert and to receive the word of God, the living word, revelatorily, with knowledge, prophetically, with scriptural doctrine. I receive, receive. and what I receive today today will change me forever. forever. Now, if you believe it, let the world hear the greatest shout come up out of first century faith. Lift your hands and shout, somebody. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and uh, I, I want to draw your um, your um, thoughts and meditations on a New Testament reality that, for the most part. Many in the body of Christ are yet to begin to understand. Many in the leadership role, cross-denominationally, regardless of territory or affiliation or denomination. The body of Christ is yet to understand the privilege of this revelatory ability and responsibility that God has put in our lives. And that is the spiritual visual. Of a large supernatural door through which heaven, God, wants to come through, funnel through, and invade with good intentions the substandard condition of humanity. He wants to come through. A door that is already prepared, already open, and already invitational. So that he can come through like oil or water would come through a funnel, or a river would flow through banks. This door 
is the body of Christ. This door is your life. This door is the meditations of your heart. The stirrings of the gift of God within us. As well as the speech that cannot be retracted. And will not fail to defeat every enemy. To move every obstacle. And to overcome every natural circumstance. When the great patriarch Jacob. Went to sleep one night. And he had a dream. Being an heir. Of the promise of Abraham just like you hit someone say just like us and in the dream he sees this connection this ladder of course he couldn't see an escalator And he, you know, thank God he wrote about a ladder. God knows how much we've wrestled with a wheel within a wheel. A wheel in the middle of a wheel. How many can understand a ladder? And it's set up on earth. And the top of it reached heaven. And the angels of God, ministering spirits, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to minister for those which should be heirs of salvation? Are they not your helper today? Are they not on your side today? Is there not protection from the most high to get today? Are they not, are they not deliverers of the redeemed? Are they not conquerors of the adversary? And so this letter obviously was understood by, 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 the, by the patriarch Jacob. It was understood because when he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on this ladder. And by the way, I want to jump ahead a little bit and tell you this ladder is Christ. Thank you for your enthusiasm. That's what Jesus that's what Jesus told Nathaniel. You're going to see greater things than these. What if you see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man? This connection is humanity with heaven, heaven with humanity. Angels on behalf of the church, God on behalf of his people. This is an open door. You're not locked out anymore. When you open the door, heaven comes into the world with power. My God. My God, my God, if any man speak, let them speak as the oracles of God. When you open your mouth, God is going to lose his invasion, his power, his fire, his stream, his river, his glory, his healing, and his deliverance. Get excited about it. Now you may be seated. Now as a child of God, visually it's very important for you to perceive visually 
what you can implement naturally and spiritually. Because your conduct and your results are immediately linked to your perceptions. Words paint pictures the best way they can. Words to the critic are stumbling blocks. Words are the fuel of the faithful. Anybody can doubt. Doubt is simply choosing to give up before you ever hope and believe. Doubt is the attitude and the language of the victim. Someone who has quit life. Now I didn't say quit existence. It's very important to visually perceive something. Someone once said, and I don't want to name names because I'm talking to people all over the world. I want to make sure that your heroes are my heroes and uh, your hero is Jesus. So today we'll stick away from names for a little bit. Can you say amen? Amen. Said I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Talking about his individual awareness of the power within. Well, you know, he was talking about what, what is within. But there's, all, there's also someone behind, someone upon, someone with. Are you simply potentially 1,000 times bigger? Or are you infinitely bigger within the realm of Almighty God than you can ever imagine? Are you literally living in two worlds? Are you literally communicating with a realm that never diminishes in order to release the power that can never be defeated? Are you connected to a ladder that connects you with two worlds at the same time? I was standing on a platform with thousands of people in a meeting and God was healing people right and left. Women and men were not waiting for the Lord to touch them. They were throwing their crutches, taking their braces and putting them away, getting up out of the wheelchair and wheeling around the building. And you know this story, very important to this illustration. I want you to perceive. Actually, they had someone who said, Doc's not preaching to you today. I want you to perceive this. I want you to get a visual of this. This is a reality. And this woman is a Muslim woman. And she speaks English with, a, with, a, with um, her, her ethnic accent. This is overseas. And, um, and um, she's up. They bring her up. She's on crutches. She's on crutches. And she's been in an accident. Just like that woman that was hit by a train, every bone in her body was broken. Just like that woman over there in Jacksonville that grew six inches right before everybody's eyes in the middle of my meeting. After doctors said, you're degenerated, your bones will go, you don't have any space between your bones, right there in front of everybody, she grew six inches by the power and the healing and the anointing of Almighty God. We're connected to two worlds. 
I said to her, I don't want to preach today. I I didn't tell her that. I, I said to her, what's wrong with you? She said, I have a broken, and she went down the line, I have a broken collarbone, broken ribs, broken pelvic, broken knee, broken ankle. Everything was broken. Everything's broken. Now, she's standing about as far as that speaker is from me. And uh, I, when the anointing is that strong, I don't like to get people rush up on me. Because some people are just a zap to the anointing. Sometimes I spend whole meetings avoiding some deacons. I'll fake to the left, go to the right. By the time they're over there, God's healed about 10, 20 people. By the time they get over there, I go over there, God healed about 10, 20 people. And before God, I did it one morning for three and a half hours. And the last person I prayed for was the deacon. I laid my hands on him, cast the devil out of him in front of everybody. Now, now, now when your deacon's on the floor going, ah! And devils are coming out of him. You understand why you haven't been having any miracles in your meetings. Because the man's been standing right up on you, short-circuiting the power of God. I need to just... I, I, I need to make sure you're getting blessed today. You getting blessed today? Yes. Blonde lady there, are you getting blessed? Oh, good. (laughs) See, that's what I was talking about yesterday. We're going to have little clips. Beyond measure. Undescribable. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Incredible speechless you know and just but I'm standing and she's over there and and you've heard me say this some of you that are I am my students but it's very important for what I'm talking about because the only way to get us to uh, visualize something that's a reality is to describe it in words that are understandable you know of course we know we're bigger on the inside than we are on the outside we we know also that we have to be connected to two realms there's one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus we know he's the head and we're the body we know where we gathered there he is so there's not a discrepancy about our theology there's definitely one in the level of your experience If anyone here is not happy with the measure of performance you're seeing in your life, then get ready to ex-nay what used to be and step into what is now. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God. Amen. And so... So I, when I was interviewing her, she's telling me what's broken. All of a sudden, I knew from back here, but it wasn't behind me. From back here, but it wasn't behind me. It was if you, it, it was as if, it, it was as if this 
was connected to infinity. It was back here from the bigness of the world of God. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you till the end of the year. From the bigness of the realm of God, I knew, I knew from back here, there it is. And it just went, whoo, and hit that woman. She's on crutches. And her legs go up just higher than her body. And uh, she doesn't fly back. She literally just flies right where she's at. Crutches and all. Ushers are back here. You can't catch someone who's fallen over there. And she just hits that wooden platform. Uh, and the crutches fly everywhere. And, and, and I knew. I knew from back here in the bigness of the realm of God. I'm talking about... I'm talking about a ladder. I'm talking about an unbroken connection. I'm talking about an ever-present miracle worker. I'm talking about a God of the supernatural that can in a fraction of a fraction of a second fix everything that is broken, turn everything that is... And um, the glory of God hit her just like it's going to hit you today. And I pray God, I pray God will keep you under until all of this world's influence dies off of your life and only the influence of the call of God lives in your life. This is God's prophet miracle school for you. And I'm telling you, God has a word for you. You will not leave the way you came. You will not see the way you saw before. You will not expect on the level you expected before. You will not worry like you used to worry before. You will not fear the, use, the way you used to fear before. There will be a change in you. God will not preach to you what you already know. God will stamp you with something that is irrevocable and take you to another level of fortitude in your life. My God, my God, my God. He's upgrading your caliber. He's taking out everything that is less than purity and perfection in your life. And 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 uh, and uh, and uh, she she um, after a while got up. When she got up, started walking around because I told her go ahead and walk. She started running. She started running. She started crying. She started rejoicing. And um, and um, was totally healed. Well, of course, it came from the bigness of back here. <laughs> And um, a few days later, she brought, she, she, she needed a prayer cloth. I gave it to her. I loosed the power of God into it. And she went and her husband was completely bedfast in the hospital because they were in the same accident. He, she walked in and he said, you can't walk. And, <laughs> and, and she said, I'm walking. And he said, you can't walk. She said, I'm walking. And she put it on him. And <laughs> from the bigness of back here, got it. And... and, and, and 
And on Wednesday night, 18 of the family members, which by the way were Muslim, came down the center aisle to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And, and, and so that's what the pastor told me. He said she brought her husband and 18 family members. And so that's what Jacob, the patriarch, saw. And he saw that ladder and the angels of God ascending and descending. Obviously, it wasn't just a visual. Obviously, it wasn't simply a dream. Obviously, it touched his spirit. It touched his emotions. It touched his tangibility. It touched his humanity. How do I know that? Because when he woke up, Extreme fear and reverence was all over that place. And he was still in the middle of it. And he said, God was in this place. And I did not know it. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So he knew what the ladder meant. And didn't leave it for any theologian to describe. He said this is the gate of heaven. That is the opening. That is the right. That is the highway. That is the invitation. That is the message. That is the gospel. That is the word. That is the prophecy. That God wants to come riding on. To deliver humanity from everything that binds them. That is the gate of heaven. That is the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 And, 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 and so that's, that's why, that's why we can understand the will of God is to give his people fullness of himself. God wants to fill you with himself don't be so attached to yourself as you know yourself because you don't know yourself as God knows yourself so you might be attached to yourself according to yourself and by doing so resist yourself according to God's knowledge of yourself but yourself according to God is certainly an upgrade from yourself according to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so let go and let God. So, in light of that, let's go back to Gospel of John in chapter 20. Jesus said to them, peace is yours. The shalom is yours. And then he breathed on their faces. 
or he breathed into them. He said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't have time to go there, but how many remember what he, what he said to the Samaritan and in the city of Jerusalem? To the Samaritan woman, he said, a well springing up. Glory to God. Thank you for your enthusiasm. A well springing up. Get a visual. Woo! Springing up. A well springing up. A well springing up. A well springing up. A well springing up. I was finished with my miracle meeting. I was out in the lobby drinking a little bit of water. And a man was walking away and said, Thanks, brother. That was a good sermon. And when he patted me on the back, he got a miracle. Obviously, he should have known it was more than a sermon. Well, springing up, springing up, springing up. And then he said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Into where? Into where, God? Where will they flow to? Well, where do you think what flows out of you goes to? What you preach, what you speak, what you talk, what you share, and what you do. Doesn't it flow into this natural realm? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water because I made you an open door that I want to pour my purity, my power, my unction, my anointing through in the middle of this world. That's an apostolic church. That's a body of believers that's under a supernatural cloud of glory. That is what order is. That is what accountability is. That is what fortitude is. That is what commitment is. That is what puts you under the umbrella of God's protection 24-7 takes care of you embarrasses your enemies delivers your relatives saves your life and restores your finances that's what does it praise the Lord out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water a river that will never run dry this is a spiritual flowing uh, of, of the Holy Spirit into the life of men and women and the first thing that happened Uh, on that day of Pentecost, if I can go there and then go back, was when the fire of God came and sat upon 120 of us. Then we were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. We all know that in order to speak, your tongue's got to be involved. In order to speak according to God, your spirit, your soul has to be loosed from where it used to be accustomed to talking. And while we were sitting there only able to talk on the level, the quality, and the ability we had in the natural, here comes the Almighty Holy Ghost. And He says, I'm going to upgrade your talk. I'm going to upgrade your decree. I'm going to upgrade your flow. I'm going to upgrade your outpouring. I'm going to bring it into this world to touch every people under the sun, every nation under heaven. People will come to see the sight. What meaneth this? Just like Moses turned aside to see what does it mean for the burning bush to burn. And there's a church in this last day that is on the fire of Almighty God with the fire of Almighty God upon this apostolic global church. And in this house, men and women that are called by God are being built and edified according to his strength. You might walk into this house as as a twig, but before God is finished with you, you will be a strong enough branch upon this tree carrying your own fruit to the glory and the honor of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
Oh, go ahead. If you heard any of it, you should get excited about it. Amen. All right, you may be seated. And uh, and 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 so, thank you, brother. That was a good sermon. Woo! My back just got healed. I said, "Oh, praise the Lord." And so when, when, when the empowerment of God in, in, and the person of the Holy Spirit came, sat on us, the Lord was restoring to us, well actually he was blessing us was he, with his foreordained suit, his, his pre-planned wear. It's, 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 it's what he said. Jesus said, until you're clothed. Terry in Jerusalem, until you're clothed with power from on high. In other words, you're going to be clothed with what you have not been clothed with. You've been, you're going to be clothed with what God has prepared for you. I'm going to dress you on the God level. I'm going to dress you with the glory of God because when I ascend, I'm going to receive the gift that clothes you with God's preserving and God's energizing and God's quickening ability. And so he he clothed us and then he filled us. And when we were filled, we began to speak as the spirit gave inspiration. So our talk was upgraded to a level beyond our doctrinal knowledge or capacity to, to share or to describe in word or an ability to speak on a level that is humanly called, you know, intelligent or excellent or educated. But God brought that which is miraculous into this house so that this house would not be an empty house, but every door that opens would be a gateway through which Almighty God can flood this planet with His goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands on your spirit. Say, I'm getting all this. And today, today, in this school, in this this miracle prophet school, school, oh, shout it like an army. I will receive. receive. God will upgrade my life. life. It will apply to me. My family, my business, my ministry, my finances, my health, my wisdom, and my call. And when Dr. Robin shares the vision, the visitation, God will begin something in our life today that will spread like a fire in the next six years all over the planet. Do you believe that? Does anybody believe that? Hallelujah. 
All right, you may be seated. I'm going to now talk to you for a few minutes. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So the Lord Jesus comes and he breathes on our faces or he breathes into us. And we talked yesterday, mentioned that it was an invisible impartation. Does that make sense? There's something invisible. And with that, he says, now, now, um, he says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. This, of course, is a continuum word. Be ye receiving. <laughs> Amen. It's a continuing word. Just like springing up. How often you want him springing up. Just like flowing. How often do you want him flowing? So, be ye receiving. We be ye receiving, acknowledge the partnership of the miraculous with you. Be ye receptive to the fact that from now on your life will never be forsaken into normality. The plight of normality is broken off of your life. The, the, the status quo is crushed beneath the feet of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And be ye receiving the Holy Ghost and then whosoever sins you remit you forgive. I'm sending you to do that. I'm giving you something called authority. Somebody said, well, who do you think you are? Well, I think I am everything that God has made me to be. Who do you think I am? Because I could lay hands on you this way or that way. It really don't matter. Any, you know, it's, 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 of course, I'm kind and all that. I don't do that. I, I have my emotions and my, uh, I have the fruit of self-control. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, you know, a sharp rebuke is not beyond me. Many of you know that. Do you know that? Okay. Praise the Lord. And so he gives us, he gives the body of Christ. He sets within the, the, the jurisdictional right of authorized ministry gifts. Does that make sense? See, that way when you go to, visit and to pray the prayer of faith over someone you don't merely anoint them with oil the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up if he's committed sins they shall be forgiven him before sins can be forgiven sins have to be admitted and confessed sins denied and hidden are not forbidden automatically sins have to be confessed now somebody say well I confess my sins to God well has it helped you because if it and if it, if it does, if it did, then you are um, you are well. Does that make sense? But if there are any sins in your life that are in the back of your mind. 
that are allowing the enemy to beat on your physical body. And then you confess them to God, but you feel no uh, conscience relief. Then when that visitor comes from the apostolic ministry or our, 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 our students that are licensed and ordained under this ministry come to anoint you with oil, just say, hold up before you pray for me. I got a problem on my end. My heart is condemning me. And I, I want to share this with you, not because I'm going to live the rest of my life in guilt, but because I need someone to break the power of that thing off of my life. And I want to be healed and I want to raise up again. And, and, and so, so we understand that he sets within the, 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 the uh, official, the recognized ministry gift offices and our downline down an authority that is invisible. It can be denied by the doubter. It can be challenged by those um, that are agnostic. It can be opposed definitely by the atheists and it could be maybe, uh, you know, not received by uh, the self-dependent Christian. But that doesn't change the fact that Jesus just gave something. And although it's invisible, it's yet a gift. Because the blind can't lead the blind. So he gives them that. Do you see that in verse 23? Read verse 23 out loud in the, the, the uh, 20th chapter of John. Ready? Go. Okay, now if, if, if the Lord was simply speaking to his immediate um, disciples and apostles, then he would be talking to somewhere around five to uh, six hundred to however many he appeared to after the resurrection. And they would have been a great contribution to people in their age and their time. But eventually when they died, the rest of the world would be damned and doomed by the sin that can't be remitted to them because there's nobody there to lead them with an anointing for forgiveness. You see, most people don't even know it takes an anointing to break the power of guilt and condemnation. Just like a lot of Christians, ordained ministers don't believe there's power that comes out of somebody full of God through the laying on of hands. <laughs> Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, praise the Lord. Um, people don't know that, but there's an anointing. There is an anointing to, to forgive and to retain. Now, now, that anointing to forgive and retain is not subject to private interpretation. Is it? You know, somebody said, well, I don't believe in God. But you know what? I could be wrong. So I want you to pray that I, God would forgive me for not believing in him. So when I die, I go to heaven. Uh, is that within my jurisdiction? I just said kind of wild thought, isn't it? It's a wild thought that's kind of extreme. But that one doesn't apply to any political issues. <laughs> you could go ahead and apply it to your own ledger. Did you catch that, Doc? All right. Now, is it within my jurisdiction to say, well, I'm going to pray that, you know, even though you don't believe in God, you choose not to believe in God for the rest of your life. When you die, God will forego the fact that you didn't believe in him. And then he'll prove himself to you and take you to heaven anyway. 
No, it's not within my jurisdiction. I can only give someone what I have been entrusted with. And I can only give it to them according to what the Lord has given it to me. And the same with you. Because if you go ahead and start pimping Jesus. You'll end up, to, you'll end up going to heretic prostitute hell. It, no, it's, it's just, just a fact. It's just a fact. It's called going in the way of Balaam. It means that the Almighty, whatever, whether it's gold, whether it's silver, whether it's position, whether it's power, it's helped you to go ahead and twist the doctrine in a way that would be more conducive to others so that you would get the favorability of humanity and Jesus is not for sale. And if you go ahead selling Jesus, you'll neither contribute Jesus to anybody nor will you contribute Jesus to yourself. So if you're a son or daughter of this house, you're not bendable on any of the issues that are relevant to the salvation of the world and the deliverance of mankind. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. Just had to deal with that when it has to do with forgiving sins and, 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 and retaining sins. We're not talking about granting favors or lording over humanity. But we're certainly not going to deny that God gave something to the body of Christ. So Jesus breathes in your face, I'll know it. He breathes into you. I'll know it. So. You getting anything out of this? Now. Now let me. Let me uh, lead you through this uh, briefly. I wanted to get us to the time when Jesus. Post uh, crucifixion. uh, Post burial. And now he's resurrected in his glorified um, body raised spiritual body the same body that can come through walls or travel at the god speed without the relevance or or um, the dominion of time he also is tangible uh, uh, he is handled he is glorified flesh he is bone does that make sense bones can't be broken body can't go back to death again immortal Never to die anymore and never to be subservient or partaker of any um, uh, degeneration or decay. So in his appearance, he goes ahead and he grants certain gifts. Do you know that? Now, if you remember, there was a man sick with the palsy. Lift your right hand up, shout, woo. Woo! Oh, come on. Woo! Woo! Trying to get you to... To, to act the way I feel. <laughs> the man sick with the palsy, uh, he's completely paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Completely paralyzed. Jesus is in a house full of people. And he's there teaching. And when we examine all the accounts that record the event... Uh, there are people that are taking notes. 
Actually, they're taking board minutes. They're, they're spying on Jesus to go back to the denomination and, and, and snare him with his own words. They want to use the words, words against him. And, uh, and the power of God, the Bible said, was present to heal them. And yet we have no account of any miracles taking place. None. So now what, was Jesus at the wrong meeting? (laughs) Here he is teaching freely, generously, liberally, you know what I mean, with an open hand. And the crowd there are not recognizing that the power of God was present to heal them. Scholars and theologians that come from villages and cities and towns and all that to attend that meeting, you know the the account. But here comes four diligent, desperate, faith-filled people that are carrying their friend that is sick with the palsy on a cot. And they climb up on the roof because the armor bearers, there's a spirit. There's an armor-bearing spirit <laughs> that we have to help people with. And, 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 and they said there's not enough room. Now, I don't know how full a house could be. But I'm sure five people could cram themselves into full. I've been to Asia. It doesn't mean anything if the elevator said, you know, it's made for 12. You can get about 35 of us Asians up in that same elevator. Because <laughs> So, I mean, how many have never thought about the fact that there's only five people? And all they want is to get in on where there is access or connection to with the house of God. At that particular time and dispensation, Christ embodied was the only presence of the house of God. Aside from when he sent out the 12 or when he sent out the 70. And they went in his name and got the results of the house of God. Because he gave them invisible authority. If I teach any better, I'm going to be caught up today. And so five people were told, sorry, you can't come in. Now the presence of the Lord is there. I'm sure they, you can't come in. Okay. So these people do not go away dejected. Do not quit. Amen. You know, I was just hurt in church. I gave up on organized religion. And, uh, and when they climb on the roof and tear up the roof, Jesus is just sitting there teaching. Yeah, I love the Lord. He's just not even worried about the bills. (laughs) 
And, and when they dangle the man, Christ speaks directly to the root condition. And he says, be full of courage. Your sins are forgiven you. And people say, what a blasphemer. No man can, can forgive sins but God. Now when the one that was forgiven sins right in front of your eyes and saying, all right, why are you thinking stupid, you dumb head? <laughs> That's a little paraphrased, amen, but I can get away with that. You know, that's, the Lord, you know, has it on record. Why are you thinking evil in your heart? What's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you or get up and walk. But so that you will know that the Son of Man, the same Son of Man that has the angels of God ascending and descending upon him. The same son of man that I'm going to rip the veil into on behalf of. The same son of man that I'm going to make my house and my dwelling place. I'm going to give the same authority to. So that sin will never have to rule over humanity. Because I will send agents of vindication. That carry with the gospel. The sprinkling of the power of the blood. And the washing of the water by the word. They'll take humanity out of the dunghill. And lift it up to sink it among princes. Glory be to God. I'm going I'm, I'm to impart what I have. And he says to the sick of the palsy. So that you will know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Take up your bed and walk. And the man gets up and all of a sudden neither is sin an issue. Because it's forgiven. Nor is palsy relevant. Because it's cast out. And he carries his bed starts walking out. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he did it on a Sabbath. Today God is going to do something in your life. Today God is going to do something in your life. Today God is going to do something in your life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to walk like you've never walked. You're going to carry what seems to be a heavy load like a light burden. God will equip you to be a carrier and a testifier of his goodness in the land of the living. You'll open up the doors of your life and let God come forth and invade with his blessing every aspect of your being. Put your hands on your spirit. Open your mouth and give God a great shout of victory. Let the world hear. Yes. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name forever. Blessed be your name forever. Let your name be magnified. Let your name be exalted. Let your name be extolled. Let your name be praised. Oh. Glory, 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 come Robert, come, glory, 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 gl
energy, vitality, youth, wisdom, ability, answers. You may be seated. Again, to iterate, we're teaching along the lines of the God talk, supernatural speech, expression that come from internal realities the, 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 the nature that the Lord has made us heirs of and uh, the um, responsibility we have as stewards over what God has given and, and so we see the Lord granting to us here in, in, in John, the uh, 20th chapter of St. John and, and verse um, 23, verse 22, the latter part, said he breathed on them. Once a translation said breathed on their faces. One, uh, the original Greek, breathed into them. And so we understand that the Lord is not touching externally only, he's touching internally. And I, I love the fact that one says breathe on their faces because that has to do with our countenance. How we face something. Are you listening to me? And, and so that, that comes from the inside, doesn't it? That gives the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. So he said, be ye receiving the Holy Ghost. So that, that, then that, that is not only an initial induction or baptism into the, the Holy Spirit. There's a continuity of stirring up the gift of God that's in us. What we receive, we keep by the Holy Ghost that dwells in us. So there's an energization that is available. Amen. And if we don't know that, then we have to not know that. But we know that, don't we? So we have to know that. You certainly have to know what you know. And grow what you know. So he says to us. Uh, whosoever since you're remit, they're remitted. Whosoever since you're retained, they're retained. He placed in the body of Christ with an authorized agents. Are you listening to me? Yes. Now let me let me talk to you a little bit. Hit someone. Say catch this. Yes. Now every one of you understand. There's a certain amount of leeway that is given to good intentions. Like for instance, grandparents. <laughs> grandparents kind of are allotted uh, a certain amount of leeway for a short period of time. And so when you go ahead and you discipline your child a particular way, you tell your child, for instance, no, you're not, you're not going to get this or your allowance, this or this or whatever. Whatever it is, you get the point. You're, you're the parent, you're the mom, you're the dad. But you know, Unfortunately, grandpa and grandma are visiting. 
So, so before your child has had even the reflection time, they're, they're threatening to cry. And then, you know, somebody passes them a popsicle or <laughs> hands them, oh, it's okay. And your grandpa loves you and your grandma loves you and all that. And it's okay. And, and, and they almost circumvent your authority. And you're, you're okay. And you kind of look at your child and you look at him and you say, hey, grandpa doesn't live here and grandma doesn't live here. This comfort will end shortly. Uh, You like them so much, I'll ship you out over there and then you see how much they like you. Should I stop? And so there's a certain amount of leeway, but within within the definition of what Christ is giving us. He's saying, now look, I'm giving my authorized agents, my, my apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, my shepherds, and my uh, overseers, my fathers, you see what I mean? Uh, my household leaders, the priests of the home, all that. I'm giving them through my Christ nature and through their connection with me, the ability to deal in a kind way, in a godly way, in a spiritual way, with with the people of God, and then carry out this ministry that you saw me de- demonstrate with the man sick with the palsy when I said, your sins are forgiven you. So you carry out this, and then he breathed uh, and, and gave a definition of this invisible impartation. Isn't that right? Yes. And, and so, if we read this, do you have a little time today? Yes. And Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them. He's called the twin. Was not with them uh, when Jesus um, showed up that time. Appeared. And other disciples, therefore, said unto him, We've seen the Lord. And he said to them, Except I shall see in his hands... Uh, the print of the nails and put my fingers uh, my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into the side I will not believe now that sounds pretty terrible but it's really not all that bad here we have revelation you understand and that revelation is that Thomas and everybody else were aware that Jesus was nailed to the cross (laughs) Thomas and everybody else around uh, Jerusalem and, and, and and, and the cities round about were aware he was publicly beaten, publicly tortured, publicly mocked, and publicly crucified. And they were all aware that his side was publicly pierced. They were all aware that when his side was pierced, all of the life, if you will, of his natural spilled out of him. They were all aware of what had happened. They couldn't have had second or third hand information about it or else Thomas would not have requested the, the point of contact identifying with nail prints and the side. He knew exactly what had happened and he knew what kind of a miracle it would take for God 
to raise such a one to immortality again. He knew nothing short of an open door that will bring God himself to raise a body from naturalness into immortality. Had to take place in order for that to happen. And he knew he had to identify. He had to identify that it wasn't some kind of a forgery. It wasn't an illusion. It wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a spirit. It wasn't an ideology. It wasn't some kind of a a religious persuasion. It wasn't a human intent on behalf of the rest of the apostles. It wasn't zealousness on behalf of people that recognized Christ's uh, uh, prophetship as a prophet. But he wanted identification with the reality of the bodily resurrection. And and, and so, so, of course, he... Uh, you could see that, right? You can see that everybody knew about the nail prints and, and, and the side. And so uh, uh, after eight days, of course, Jesus heard him when he said that. Just waited. Eight days later, his disciples were within. Came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst of them and said, the peace is yours. My God. Have peace. Be at peace. 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 Wonderful peace. My God. I need to stop. And he said, and, 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 um, and he said, Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Inspect. And reach your hand and push it in to my side. And don't be faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Whoo! My God, that's a good confession of faith. My Lord and my God. You're not just my rabbi. You're not just my shepherd. You're not just a prophet. You're not just a good man. You're my Lord and my God. Mm. Glory. That's a good confession. That's, whoo, you're, 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 you're the first fruits of those that slept. My God, you're the future of my calling. My God, you're the present of my vindication. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You're the Lord of my life, and you're the God of my world. And, uh, and Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they. Now, nah, I feel it. <laughs> Woo! Blessed is Christian. Uh, My God, that that thing hit me. Somebody put that 2,000 years ago, but it hit me right now. Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. Blessed is Christian Harfouche. Who's not handled me with his physical body, seen me with his physical eyes, 
and yet believes. My, 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 my. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> uh, some of you should put the I'm on the blessed and you'll get blessed. Are you blessed? And, and uh, many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples. Do you notice verse 30 is talking about the 40 days that he appeared to us. In the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. How many? Many. Many. Many in the presence of his disciples. Many in the presence of not 12, in the presence of all the disciples. Over 500. Many. Many. Which are not written in this book. Well, John, guess what? Mark didn't write them all either. Neither did Luke or Matthew. Neither did Luke in Acts. But we thank God that he did. Because whatever the Lord has done in our original family, spiritually, was resonant in their message and in their writings to us. So that the very living power of that God kind of faith was not lost in the invisibility of a lack of record but was contained in the doctrine that was articulated in the gospels, the acts of the apostles and every epistle in the new covenant and that thing comes into your life to allow you to be the house of God not only a thousand times bigger on the inside but infinitely connected to a heavenly dimension ready to flood the world through you with the sound of heaven on earth something is going to happen Dr. Robin God's going to God Hallelujah. 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 Because no fragments will be lost after everybody's full, after everybody ate, after everybody celebrated in the original first century. The Holy Spirit said, okay, when you go to write your epistles, Paul and James and Jude and Peter and John, put the very resonance of that impartation in your epistles. We gather all the fragments and put them in that end time basket that I'm going to breathe upon in the last days and awaken unto my people the church to run like they've never run before in my power, ability, and authority. Can you hear me today? All right, good. Uh, I'm asking you that because you're so loud. I don't know if you can hear me. You know, you're shouting me down. And, but that's okay. I love it. I just want to make sure you're hearing at the same time you're shouting. <clears throat> Mom, that, that was worth the whole year. If you tuned in for FCF just for five minutes, that was worth the whole year. 
Go ahead and take that verse and uh, preach a series on it. <clears throat> and, uh, and so he said, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have um, uh, life through his name, right? Verse 31. Isn't that powerful? I don't have a lot of time uh, before the break. I have all the time in the world, but I want to make sure that you're... Actually, I have all the time (laughs) in the Word. Now we we could actually there's there's much to touch on, but we touched on um, briefly on the dunamis, the virtue that went out of the Lord in a public setting where multitudes were there, and everyone that sought the source of the virtue and touched him were made perfectly whole. We saw him come to Gennesaret when the word went out about his reputation. Then they went and brought the sick from all of the surrounding areas round about. Isn't that right? Yes. And then, and then uh, as a result of that happening, amen, um, everyone that touched the hem of his garment were healed. So again, we see virtue accompanying the word. They came to hear and to be healed. Not to just hear, to hear and to be healed. Faith in the power must be equal to faith in the word or it is not living faith. Because faith in a word of delay, faith in a word of no performance is faith in a dead word. And the word is not dead. He is alive. He is with God. He is God. He's my Lord and my God. Praise God forever. Do you have a minute? As a result of this, and I'll, I'll just take, I'll just take about just a few minutes because I want um, to be obedient to the Lord. I'm not finished, but I want to be obedient to the Lord. The fifth chapter of um, Acts of the Apostles, just, just, just um, so that we can continue along the lines of uh, uh, the house of God, the gate of heaven, and uh, divine speech or supernatural speech. Isn't that right? And we look here and we see after the great and powerful um, experience that we received in that supernatural upper room that something was also given. Now, I'm going to say something in passing, but grab it. Something was given in the accurate, prophetic, Uh, or inspired teachings of the apostles.
of course that Christ is not dead, that he was approved among us, uh, among the people of Judea, with, among the men of, of Judah, and uh, the people of Israel with signs and wonders and miracles which God did by him in the presence of all. So this accreditation of God was the accompaniment of God to, and, uh, to the ministry of Christ. And then he goes on and talks about the death of Christ. That was, of course, undisputed. Everyone knew he was dead. No one, no one, no one at any, no one in any writings from the time Christ died to even second century and on, in any real writings, whether they were political communications between Pilate and Rome, whether they were uh, historic writings about from Herod to anybody else, no one ever disputed the death of Christ. And so it stands to reason that if someone dies and up until 100, 150 years later, no one can doubt that he died, then it stands to reason that he died. Are you listening? So now Peter's preaching 50 days after the Lord rose from the dead, uh, 10 days after the Lord ascended, and he's saying, now, the Lord is not dead. His body was raised. And uh, he ascended to heaven. He sat on the right hand of God. He's exalted. And he received of the Father the gift of the Holy Spirit and poured on us what you're hearing and seeing. I want you to notice what you're hearing and seeing. Is supernatural. You're hearing supernatural. You're hearing supernatural talk. You're hearing supernatural talk. No man can come up with this. But when God gives this, he lifts men up to it so man can talk from the level of God's calling and election. And and so what he did was all of a sudden they were pierced in their heart with conviction. How many people? How many were ready to receive the Lord? How many were added? Okay, when they were touched in their heart, what did they say? What, what should we do? So Peter tells them what to do. You can quote it, can't you? Go ahead and quote it out loud. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. He never just said just pray the sinner's prayer. He said repent and be baptized. Get born into this household. Join this family. There's something that God wants to do. He wants to meet you in the baptismal. He wants to meet you in the commitment. He wants to meet you in the prayer. He wants to finish the work he started in you. He wants you to be born into another world and step into another kingdom. He wants you to experience the fire in the baptismal. He wants you to experience the preparation for the energization of God. And and so this was the first message ever preached where, where Peter had an opportunity to fulfill what the Lord has sent us to do. Go to all nations, Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Come on. 
So for the, but, but wait till you're dressed with power. And when you're dressed with power, everybody that comes and wants to be part of this, let them be born into this so I could dress them with power. And if they would repent and be baptized under a supernatural faith ordinance of New Testament baptism, when they come up out of that baptismal tub, having allowed the Lord to sanctify them, they will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you, to your children, those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. And so, amen. And so we believe in, the, in, in God's supernatural activity in water baptism. And of course, the skeptic will say, well, uh, water's just water. Well, to the skeptic, water's just water. With Jesus, water's anything. Water can be wine with Jesus. You invite Jesus to your wedding and he accepts to come and bless your wedding. Hallelujah. You run out of wine, he'll just go ahead and make the water wine. Well, the same one that makes the water wine make the baptismal more than just water. He meets you there to dilute, to delude the old man and regenerate the new man according to the confession of your faith and your life. Glory to God. So, so it's wonderful. It's wonderful to go into the river. Hallelujah. And I just thought I'd share that with you because that happened, right? 3,000 were added. 3,000 were added, right? And women and children, right? All right, so then after that, there was a major um, activity of God that's recorded and that is uh, Peter and John are used as doors they're walking and the sick man is by the gate beautiful and it was beautiful but it was like most ceremonies <laughs> and, and so he's carried there every day laid by the temple at the gate beautiful now when Peter and John come by him and, and they walk by him. He said, alms, alms, alms. You know, be, he's begging because he qualifies to beg. He, he's incapable of doing work. It's the only qualification. You have in, in uh, the Middle East to beg. You can't just beg because, you know, you just, you know what I mean. Especially in those days. Now, if you, if you, you know, I, I don't even want to be, go there, doctor. You know, if if if, if, if you um, anyway. Uh, so he's he can't he's needed needs needs alms. Well, the word of God said Peter and John fastening their eyes on him. Now you got to understand this is English trying to describe original. In other words, you could just say this, they locked eyes with him. They looked on him intently. They zoomed in on him with eye contact. Are you listening to me? That's how you got to look at anything that God has placed faith in your heart for. You got to make contact with that thing. 
And the man has, uh, and they said to him, look on us. And he looked on them expecting to receive something of them. So the expectation is there. The definition is not there. He's expecting something. But he does not have a definition of what they have for him. Is it silver? Is it gold? Is it a IOU? What is it? And Peter says, my silver and gold is allocated. The church has already allocated that. We're doing what we need to do, the good news of the gospel with that. But here's what I'll do. Such as I have, I give to you. I'm going to open the door of blessing and pour your miracle upon you because I've been given that authority by the Lord who called me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and strength just went shoop right through his body and what was lame was filled with the power of God and he went walking and leaping and praising God hallelujah and, and, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus was preached. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to read this. Dr. Ami, I have 10 minutes. All right. And, and, and so you can see it's going like that. Do you see that? It's going like that. And so all of a sudden, P- Peter and John are standing there inside uh, the temple with multitudes of people going, what? This is wow. That's man. We know that man. I gave that man all kinds of money. <laughs> isn't, isn't that? No, it's the truth. Isn't that man? That man is born messed up. That man was born that way. We were sure that that man would be born that way, stay that way, and die that way. How in the world could one person be born one way and all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's different than we expected him to be and different than we expected for his future? What, what, what is this? Explain this to us. They said, well, it's easy. Don't look on us as if our own holiness or power. Hey, hey, we're just a door. Let it be known to you. Let it be known to you. That d- and uh, oh, you guys, you're wild. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And, and so, so, so what they said is, they, they, were, they started preaching through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. And before you know it, people were like, Jesus is alive. Jesus. Pharisees were like, oh, no. <laughs> we don't believe in the resurrection. If anybody raises from the dead, we do our best to kill him. <laughs> Ask Lazarus. See, the Sadducees were different than the Pharisees. The Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection from the dead. Well, they came and they recognized. Now, here's what the problem was. That they saw that, that through this miracle, the resurrection from the dead was preached. <laughs> and so they took the apostles and threatened them. And the apostles said, hey, you believe in God? You know, I'm paraphrasing. 
You believe in God. We're a godly nation here. We all believe in God. Now you, you make the decision. Is it okay for us to listen to you or listen to God? Well, that's a trick question. Just go away. I'm not liberty to ask for that question. Go away. Leave. So they threatened them in finding nothing that they could do to them for fear of the people. That's one motivation keeps the enemy in check. Fear is a wonderful tool. <laughs> and um, look at this with me, the fifth chapter of Acts. And I'll just, I'll just stop there. Verse 12, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's temple or Solomon's porch. So they were all united in agreement. Do you see that spirit, that anointing? And of the rest, durst no man or no man dared join himself to them. But the people magnified them. So even people that were externals to the, the body of Christ recognized favor on the child of God. You have an appointment with that in, in the hour we're living in. You, you have an appointment with that. And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes both of men and women. Isn't that wonderful to call believers men and women? Yes. It's very, very important for the word to define that. Because it shows us that women uh, were as actively operating in faith in the original apostolic uh, time as men were actively operating in faith. Called believers, plural. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. So again, they're looking for the dunamis. Do you see that? Obviously, they're looking for the dunamis or the virtue or the power or the dynamic uh, miracle ability that flowed through Christ and now is flowing through his own authorized agents or messengers or, 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 um, or sent ones. Amen? Amen? And so they, 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 they would lay the sick in the streets. There came also a multitude. Hit someone say also. So that, that's in addition. There came also multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem. That means regional. Just like there will come also out of the states round about. Regional. Everybody will target the camp meeting because you will not leave the way you came. 
you'll make your plans to bring your handicaps over here and, and, and leave them at the feet of Jesus. Your irritations, your afflictions, your, 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 your afflictions, your torments, your, 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 your lack, your shorts, everything that is shorted in your life. Not your natural shorts here. You better wear a long trousers. And the power of the Lord. Multitude out of cities round about Jerusalem. Bringing sick people. Sick folks. And them which were vexed or what tormented or oppressed or demon possessed with unclean spirits. Didn't we elaborate on the word vexed yesterday? And they were healed. How many? Everyone. Let me ask you something. How could the roundabout all come and get healed? Unless the entirety of the ones that were part in the city were already healed. Oh, the, there was a, there's that season where no apostle, no disciple, no believer was having to tolerate neither with lack nor with sickness and disease nor with infirmity because the grace of God was revealing the best will of God. And it was so much so that people that were outside of the perimeters sought the connection just like Thomas sought the connection with the nail prints and the sign. They came and sought the connection that was manifesting in the apostolic authority at Jerusalem and they were healed everyone glory be to God the hour has come and the day is at hand when men and women will recognize the magnetic power of the good news of the gospel and they will come saying I'm not looking for a little I want all that God has for me sign me up for I am I for FCF for FCD FCD Africa apostolic women MOT sign me up I want it all hallelujah and cancer will die and asthma will leave and bronchitis will go and blood conditions will be assassinated and generational curses will be broken and your life will be delivered. Devils will leave. The Holy Ghost will come. Power will arise and victory will ascend. Now if you believe it, give God the greatest shout that he's ever heard come out of the city of Pensacola. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.